Well, hello and welcome everybody to the next episode of our Westlake Daily Podcast. And today again, I have Nick Papagiorgio with us. Hi everyone. And we're going to talk about a great man of God, a hero, I suspect, Nick, for both of us. And that Absolutely. is... It's Charles Spurgeon. Yep, Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher of yesteryear. Tell us about Charles Spurgeon, Nick. Oh, what is the not to tell? He was born in 1834 in Essex and became a Christian at 15. He was very quickly recognized for his skill and his ability in teaching the Word of God. And by 19, he became a pastor. And he was quite uh, effective and influential in his ministry. uh, So that by 1854, he was appointed to the pastorate of London's uh, very famous New Park Street Chapel. And Spurgeon stayed there for 38 years as the pastor. And that's really how he was known as the the pastor of New Park Street Chapel. He wrote copious amounts of books, tracts. His sermons are transcribed. He was just prolific. His works are read internationally. And he is a majorly influential Christian figure in many, many different denominations. Absolutely. And he was a great man of God. He had a great heart for his people. He was a great evangelist, wasn't he? He could point to every seat in every pew in his church where someone had become a Christian. But we're going to talk about a more human side of him. I don't know that being a pastor is less human, but he did have a very human side to him, didn't he, Nick? Tell us about the quote we're going to talk about. So today we have a quote from a book that was published in 1869, and it's called Lectures to My Students, and it contains 28 lectures from Spurgeon to the people who were studying at at the Metropolitan Pastors College. And in there, he speaks a lot about the life of ministry and what it's like to be a pastor. And lecture 11 is called The Minister's fainting fits which so doesn't the, sound too appealing to start with the minister fainting fits but <laughs> no, it's no, a it is not. hugely helpful talk that has been transcribed so the quote reads like this the strong are not always vigorous the wise not always ready the brave not always courageous and the joyous not always happy there may be here and there men of iron to whom wear and tear work no perceptible detriment but surely the rust frets even these. And as for ordinary men, the Lord knows and makes them to know that they are but dust. Indeed. Tell us about that quote. So the minister's fainting fits is really a lecture where Spurgeon talks about what we call today mental health. Now, he himself was not a stranger to depression. Mm-hmm. In uh, 1856, his church actually burned down. And uh, the fire killed seven people and left 28 people injured. This happened while he was preaching. So after that, he had a very prolonged bout of depression. And he couldn't even look at his Bible without breaking into tears. So as somebody who was well acquainted with mental disturbance and this sadness, this overwhelming, crushing shadow of the soul, he wrote this lecture really to encourage people who would go into ministry and warn them of the fact that they themselves would very likely suffer something similar. What's interesting with Spurgeon is that for his time is that he acknowledged mental health issues as a part of the Christian life and especially ministry. However, the difference here was that he saw that, and this is really hard, he saw that as part of God's trial giving hand. You know, it's a trial from God, a way to make ministers 
he says, more sympathetic to their people and also as a means for their own sanctification. He says at some point in the lecture, they speak all the more sweetly of his faithfulness and are the more firmly established in his love after God uh, raises them from the dust. And this was a very unique and very human approach to what many people even then, perhaps today, uh, might just dismiss as a lack of faith or some kind of unconfessed sin or something like that. Mental health is something that Christians have had a mixed relationship with for a very long time. But Spurgeon's very honest approach, it should really spur us to think more carefully and more biblically. I agree, Nick. He was a, clearly a very humble man, wasn't he? He wasn't afraid to say that this is something that I struggle with and struggled with throughout his life. And then proceeded to give just very practical helps to put it in the framework of God's dealing with your heart and your mind and your life but then to give very practical help as to how you can deal with these seasons in your life. I mean, I remember him talking about, you know, there's nothing like going for a walk in the fields and hearing the birds tweeting mm. to do your soul good. So he wasn't a man who hid away from the troubles of life or the emotional pain or the psychological pain of life, was he? Not at all, not at all. And two weeks after his church burned, he actually went in and preached again and he opened a prayer uh, in front of everybody. The church was packed. And he, he opened up by saying, Lord, I, your servant feared that he would never see this congregation again. So he, he had no problem admitting his own frailty and weakness and state of mind before his congregation. Yeah. And so he just wasn't one of these figures who pretended that all was good and you're having your best life now. He very much knew the hardship of life and of mental health. And I would recommend this chapter to anybody, not just to pastors. The minister's fainting fits, I think, is helpful to anyone who experiences dark periods or that sense of the Lord having departed. It's an incredibly encouraging and worthwhile read. Okay, Nick, he's a great character. If people want to read up more on Spurgeon, where would you send them? Well, interestingly enough, one of Spurgeon's famous quotes was that you should read many books, but always live in the Bible. But having said that, mm -hmm. there are quite a few good books on him. The first one that I'd recommend is Spurgeon, A New Biography by Arnold A. Dalymore. Yeah. Pulls together a lot of facets of his life that probably were not uh, known previously. And another one is interesting because it's his own autobiography. He didn't actually write it himself. It was compiled by his wife and his private secretary. So it's not that he sat down and wrote about his life, but they pulled it all together. And it's, it's a fascinating read. Now, books from him himself, there's so many. Really, the two that stand out are, one is The Treasury of David, uh, which is a seven-volume commentary on the Psalms. And another one is uh, called All of Grace, and it deals really with the theme of salvation. And I would just recommend again lectures to my students. If you don't want to read the whole book, just download from the internet The Minister's Fainting Fits. Well, thank you, Nick, and thank the Lord for the ongoing ministry of Charles Spurgeon through his written work that continue to help people. And Nick, it's worth pointing out, isn't it, that we have our own spiritual care team in the church, not least with Inga Verboom, who has helped many. And if any of you listening feel the need to talk to anyone about mental health issues, then don't hesitate to do so. I have nothing else to add. Get into Spurgeon as long as fast as you can. You will not lose anything. You will gain a lot. 
Indeed. Just pick any of his sermons and you will enjoy it. Well, God bless you, everybody. God bless.